0: welcome to what's up wellness from the third floor this podcast is provided by the wellness and health action team also known as wet from portland state university center for student health and counseling or shack we're located in the health promotion suite on the third floor of the university center building on campus our purpose with this podcast is to discuss a variety of health related topics in a way that will be accessible for a non-traditional campus my name is bella and my pronouns are she her hers
1: my name is Josh, and my pronouns are they, them, theirs. And my name is Quinn. My pronouns are he, him, his. We're all members of the Wellness and Health Action Team, and we'll be your hosts for this podcast. Let's get into it.
0: Today, our topic is sleep, and our guest is Taylor Schwab, who has his master's in public health and is a certified health education specialist. He is currently the health educator within the health promotion department and serves on the sleep committee at SHAC. Hi, what's up? Can you tell us a little bit about your work around sleep? Yeah,
1: definitely. So I've always been super into sleep, whether you know I was in high school and just wanted to sleep all the time or in college when I wasn't getting enough sleep all the way up to grad school when I actually wrote my thesis around sleep. And specifically, I wrote it around the associations between sleep quality and mental health status. And ever since then, I just have always been super intrigued by sleep and just always wanted to know more about it and do research around it and do as much as I can on educating around sleep. So passion project for sure.
0: Well, looks like you're a good person to have. Yes. Great. Um, so let's talk a little bit about why sleep is important. I think we all know kind of in society and growing up, like you have to get good sleep, but why is it really important for your body and especially for college students to get good sleep?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think it's it's funny because like sleep is one of the most crucial things in life. Like without it, you're going to die. Like <laughs> yeah. you need it, yeah. right? Um, but so often it's overlooked and it's like, eh, I'll sleep when I'm dead or I'll sleep mm-hmm. later. And people like know the importance of it, but they choose, eh, don't worry about it later. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't really work that way. <laughs> yeah. You don't have that luxury of like, all right, I'll sleep when I'm dead. No, you need to do it now. Yeah. Um, so it's it's so crucial for like really anything that we ever do. Um, if you want to be a functioning member of society, if you're not sleeping, you're not going to be functioning. So mm. you can't really kind of go out there and, and do whatever it is that you want to do in the world without getting good quality sleep. And I think specifically when it comes to college students, There are so many things that sleep is tied to specifically um, when it comes to like memory, your recollection of certain things that you're studying or learning, your cognitive ability of what you're able to learn. All of that's directly tied to sleep. So Mm -hmm. if you're not sleeping at all and you're trying to remember all of your information for exams, for classes, it's not going to work. It's going to go in and go out, which is why people say like all nighters are great. You know, you can cram so much in. It's, not true yeah. like you're you're able to take in the information but it doesn't stay there mm-hmm. so sleep is what allows that information to go from like short-term memory to actually remembering and knowing and understanding things so mm-hmm. I think that's that big misperception with students and sleep is that eh, I don't need it right now the exams tomorrow mm-hmm. but no that's when you really need it the yeah, most Absolutely.
0: yeah and I think knowing that we can maybe factor sleep more into our schedules and plan our studying around sleep instead of just planning our sleep around studying.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think it's, it's funny though, because it's like what you do now while you're in college is definitely layering or laying down the structural foundation of how you're going to function out into like quote unquote the real world. Like when you get a full-time job um, and doing all of those things, how you acted in college is how you're going to do it as an adult. So Mm -hmm. if you're not sleeping because you're, you know studying all night last minute or you're cramming for something or you're working on a project all night long that's going to carry over with you into your work life moving forward so like if you get a big project at work you're much more likely to wait to the last minute do it really late at night and kind of cram for that and that's why it's so important to talk about it now and to start doing things now because what you do now is going to impact how you do it in the future so For me, like, I always made sure to build in sleep every single night, no matter what, because I knew, all right, sleep is important. Sleep is how I actually commit this stuff to memory, not just Mm short-term memory. Um, And so that's helped me out out here now in the workforce where I'm always like, all right, I've got to get my sleep in no matter what to actually, you know, again, be that functioning
0: adult Mm -hmm. in society. Yeah, definitely. Like, building those habits now so you can be your best self throughout your life. Yes. Um. And then, can we talk a little bit about how much sleep do you actually need? Because definitely, I know people that are like, "Oh, I only need three hours of sleep." Lies. And they're fine. No. <laughs> um. But how much sleep, based on science, do we? Yeah. Really need?
1: So there's a multitude of research studies out there that say, on average, for adults, it's about seven to eight hours of sleep. Um. And I think that's a common number that we hear all the time. I know I've heard seven to eight, seven to nine pretty much since I was born, like, mm-hmm. you know, once you get out of your child years, which is when you need more sleep, it's always been like seven to eight, seven to nine. Um, and the way they actually figure this out is really cool. I'm going to geek out right now over yes, this research study. <laughs> um, but what they've done is they've taken multiple like groups of people and have done this over many years, where they put people into a room with no like access to light or time. And so they don't know when or where or any of that information. And they're just told, all right, go to sleep when you're tired wake up and like get up when you're not tired anymore. And so while they've tracked all these people, they found out that 95% of those people slept between seven to eight hours, just naturally without an alarm clock, without anything telling them to go to bed or wake up seven to eight. And they felt well rested. They felt good. They felt like they were doing justice to their body. So that's why you see and you hear everything say like seven to eight hours of sleep is what's important. That's the 95% of people and what they need. But there are those 5% of other people who don't necessarily get seven to eight. And what they found was that of the 5%, two and a half percent could sleep more or would sleep more than the eight hours and feel well rested and got what they needed. Mm -hmm. And then two and a half percent slept less than seven hours and felt well rested, felt like they got what they needed and were good to go. So when people say, Yeah, I can function off of four hours sleep just great. I'm hesitant because four hours is really, really small. Um, But if someone's like, you know, I get about six and a half, six, five hours, maybe, Mm. uh, and they feel good. They feel like they're getting good quality sleep. They feel well-rested. I'm not going to go in and say, you're wrong. No, you need seven hours. People can get less and function really well, but you've got to really look at it with a critical lens of like, am I well-rested? Am I sleepy throughout the day? Am I fatigued? Am I tired? If you answer like yes to any of those and you're not getting the seven to eight hours sleep you need more sleep. Yeah, But if you're like able to sleep for six hours or five and a half and you feel great, you feel well-rested, you're energized, you're great, you're good to go, I'm not going to tell you, no, you're doing it wrong, you need more sleep. It's really all about listening to your body, but you've got to be
0: able to listen to it. Yeah, definitely. And I think it takes like careful trial and error to figure out what is best for your body. Um, like for me, I I really love sleep. And yes. I was getting nine hours of sleep every night last year. I'm not jealous and, at all. That's <laughs> um, That ended up being a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. So I, I pared it down so I can – go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time every day. And it's definitely changed my life for the better.
1: Yeah. And I mean, if you think about it, how many times have we either taken a nap or slept too much when you wake up and you're groggy, you're all over the place. You're like, what year is it? Where am I? It's because you've slept too much. People don't always realize that it's a double-edged sword. Like you want to get that perfect amount of sleep too little. You're going to be tired and groggy and confused too much. You're tired, you're groggy, and you're confused, right? Mm-hmm. So it's about finding that that good balance of what works for you and finding a way to build a schedule around
0: that. Yeah, definitely. And on that note, what does good sleep do to your body?
1: All of the things. All of it the does things. all of the good <laughs> things to you. Cause like I said earlier, like, you know, without it, you're not doing anything. Yeah. Like, your body can't function. Like when you go to sleep, that's the time that your body recharges itself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I always tell people, think of it like your, think of your body like a phone. When we go to bed pretty much every night, what do we do? We plug in our phone and charge it so that way it's ready to go for the next day. Mm-hmm. That's what sleeping does for us. So like when we go to sleep, we're recharging our our body. We're recharging our mind and all of that, our muscles. All of it's getting recharged and re-energized, ready to go to do another day. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do that forever. <laughs> yeah. So getting that sleep is so crucial because it's what gives you the energy to keep going. Without it that's why you're tired. That's why you're fatigued. That's why you start to see a lot of other health effects come into play because you're not giving your body a chance to like recharge and revitalize itself.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think, um, one of the bad cycles of some health problems is that they don't allow you to get good sleep and then that might worsen your health problems. So it's really important to build that in, especially when you have other things yeah, going on. Definitely. Um, and then yeah, so what are the effects of inadequate sleep? So that can be for both quality and quantity of Yeah,
1: sleep. there's so many ways that sleep affects our lives, whether we realize it or not. And I broke it down into two different ways. Um, one of them is how it affects other people. So mm-hmm. I like to mention how it affects yourself and other people because different reasons react with different people, right? Mm-hmm. Some people are like, I don't really care about myself, but they're really passionate about, you know, how what they do affects others. So. Yeah. People a lot of times think like, "Mm, my sleep, my problem. It doesn't really affect anyone else, but it does. So I don't know if you've ever had like a roommate or a coworker or someone that you've interacted with closely who isn't getting enough sleep. They can be pretty irritable. They can be pretty Mm. quick to judge, pretty snappy. Um, It's that emotional instability. And that weighs on your relationships that you have with really anyone, family, friends, uh, significant others if you're not getting great sleep, you're more likely to snap and be just kind of emotionally all over the place, which makes it harder to interact with you and like have a a good solid relationship with. And the other big way is that I always like to talk about is uh, drowsy driving. Mm. Not something a lot of people think of is if you're going out driving after a full night of staying awake and doing whatever, whether it's studying or going out and having fun, your cognitive ability is equivalent to if you're driving with like a BAC or a blood alcohol level of like 0.8, oh excuse me, 0.08, mm-hmm. which is above the legal limit. So you're not functioning as well as you should be while you're behind a car and you're much more likely to get into an accident mm-hmm. from jolly driving, whether it's like falling asleep while driving or just like Zoning out, not paying attention, not quite registering things like light changes or in oncoming cars as quick, um, so that really affects your ability to drive. And if you're getting on the road, you're impacting a plethora of other people that you're coming across
0: with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I've heard people say that they've fallen asleep <clears throat> really quickly while driving no, you know, at night, and it's terrifying. Like that's the most scary thing ever. Yeah. So definitely something to be aware of, yeah. especially if you like work nights or you know that you have to like drive around when you're tired a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So what are some barriers to getting enough sleep? And again, talking about good sleep in terms of quantity and quality.
1: Yeah. And I think you talked about probably the biggest one already is that students aren't, or even just people in general, aren't really prioritizing their sleep. Mm -hmm. It's often looked at as, okay, it's the last of my priorities or the last on my to-do list. If I've got three exams I need to prep for or three homework assignments, three quizzes, I'm going to do all three of those things and then sleep when I'm done. Mm -hmm. But why is it that way? So I think that's probably the biggest barrier is to overcome this kind of ideology that we've created as a society as the less sleep you're getting, the more productive you're being. Because yeah. that's not true. Yeah, You need to have that sleep in order to be fully productive. I can't tell you how many times, like, I'm guilty of this too, of like not getting enough sleep and then I'm trying to work and I'm just like blankly staring at my computer screen like, yeah.
0: this is great. I'm yeah. not doing <laughs> like, anything. Like no thoughts in your head at all. No,
1: but I, I feel like I'm being productive because I'm still awake yeah. and I'm still working. But it's like, n- no, you're not doing yourself or anybody any favor. So mm-hmm. I think the biggest barrier that we've got to overcome is that societal level of not prioritizing it, And so what I like to encourage people to do is just making sure that you're building in time to actually sleep every day, no matter what. And so if you're a super type A person likes to do all your planning, plan in when you're going to bed, like as stupid or as ridiculous as that sounds, if it helps, it helps. Like Mm -hmm. if you say, all right, I have to go to bed at 11 and be up by whatever time great, I'm doing it, 11 rolls around, your calendar reminder goes off, beep, 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 Mm -hmm. go to bed, okay, you need to go to bed, right? Even if you haven't finished what you need to get done because you're prioritizing and so I think that's probably one of the biggest barriers. But then there are a million others that are like unique to the specific individual. Maybe mm-hmm. your environment that you're sleeping in isn't very good. So it's hard for you to fall asleep, or maybe it's hard for you to stay asleep mm-hmm. because of you know where you're currently living, whether it's due to a roommate, or maybe the location of your house or your bedroom. Um, all of those things really play into account of like why people aren't getting enough sleep that they need to be getting.
0: Mm-hmm. So then on the other side of it, what are some tips for getting more sleep and better sleep?
1: Yeah, I think there's so many ways that people can improve on their sleep quality and quantity. And again, it's definitely super personalized to each person. So I may shout out a bunch of tips here. And if you're like, tried it, tried it, it doesn't work keep going. That's mm-hmm. my first advice yeah, is like, you know, yeah. finding what works for you. And when you do find it, don't let go, mm-hmm. hang on to it. Like nobody's business. Um, but some of my favorite ways to actually improve on your sleep qualities, um, doing first thing is doing whatever it is that you can to make your space as comfortable as possible for you. So if you really like soft mattresses and you like to sleep on like, what is like a cloud, get a super soft mattress, mm-hmm. but you know, that's not always possible. Right, whether you maybe you're in the dorm rooms or you don't have the finances to get a brand new mattress because those are expensive. So expensive. Ugh. So maybe you can find like a cloud top covering mm-hmm. or a over the top mattress that can help make it a little bit more comfortable and soft for you. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you like a firmer mattress, finding something that can make it a little firmer. So like really finding what's comfortable for you and making that bedroom as much of an oasis as possible. Mm-hmm. Getting the temperature to what you like you know, getting your mattress or your pillows to be as soft or as firm as you like making your bed really feel like just mm, heaven yes. is really, really helpful to help encourage both quality and quantity of sleep.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I'll just share some tips from that have worked for me is getting an electric blanket, especially during the winter, you're like
1: my chihuahuas, like I love them. And
0: heating it up before, like a few hours before I get into bed and then I get inside. I'm all toasty. And then also putting curtains around my bed, mm-hmm. especially because I live in the dorms. So um, you're in the same bedroom with one other person and you often don't get that like alone quiet time where it's just you um so having that like little space it feels like a cave yeah um, that's just for you and you can really feel like you can just fall into that deep sleep
1: yeah definitely and I will say my favorite hack that I learned I don't even know how I learned this honestly I think I did it in grad school or maybe undergrad but whatever it is I found it and it worked for me and so I've latched onto this so what I do is if you can't fall asleep, how many times have like, you know you've laid down and you're like, all right, I go to sleep right now. I'm going to get six hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. 30 minutes goes by. All right, if I go to sleep now, I'm going to get five and a half hours of sleep. Yeah. Four hours. And you're just counting yourself down. You're not, You're in your mind, you're not tired. You're not ready to go to sleep, but you know you need to go to bed. So what I like to tell people to do is to actually get up, get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Only go to your, your bed and use your bed for when you're ready to go to sleep. Because that's going to help train your brain into like, oh, I'm laying down on this bed. It's comfy, cozy. I'm going go to go sleep now. That's mm-hmm. all I do in this bed is sleep. Mm-hmm. I know it's really hard, work, especially if you're in the residence halls. Like, I know when I was a, a first year, I did my homework in my bed. I ate mm-hmm. in my bed. Yeah. I hung out in my bed. Yeah. And that's horrible for it, right? My brain didn't realize that bed meant sleep. Yeah. And so one of the ways that I started to train my brain in that is when I couldn't fall asleep after about 20 minutes, 25 minutes of trying to sleep, couldn't do it. I'd actually get up. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't really turn on any lights. I'd go sit on my couch, and I would actually open up a biology textbook. (laughs) I haven't taken a biology class since my freshman year of undergrad, but I still have it to this day, and I would start reading it. And I kept it because, A, it's a really boring book. (laughs) Biology. Um, Sorry if you're a biology major listening to this. Good luck. Um, But I had to have a light on behind me, so it's not in my face. And I would just read for probably 10, 15 minutes of this boring biology book. And I would always feel my eyes getting Mm -hmm. heavy because I'm like, I don't care about this. I'm not in school. I'm not really trying to remember it or learn it. But I would read it and about 15 minutes goes by and I'm like, okay, I can barely keep my eyes open. I'll close my book and go back to bed and try it again. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, that first time I go back to bed, I'm asleep within 20 minutes because my brain was put to sleep yeah. by that biology yeah. book. Um, sometimes, though, I get back up again in 20 minutes. I'm still not tired enough. Go back and read another like couple paragraphs or a page or two, and then I try it again. And it's really helpful because it's training my brain. Like, all right, when you're laying down, you're going to bed. And I swear one of these days I want to finish that biology <laughs> book. And be like, I did it. I read everything cover to cover. And then I'm going to need to find a new one to actually read.
0: And you might be actually learning something too. Who knows the
1: name? I should do like a quiz on like a biology 101 when I'm done with it. And be like, how much did I retain? <laughs> well,
0: that would be a good test for memory. There and it is. Especially when you're like – Drowsy and trying to learn, yeah. Like we do as students so much.
1: Oh, so much. <laughs> um,
0: and then, can you talk a little bit about light? And you talked, you talked about light before, but um, in terms of blue light, because that's mm-hmm. something that's really prevalent in students' lives of staring at a computer the screen all day. Scroll. Yeah.
1: yeah. So blue lights are in pretty much all forms of technology that we use, whether it's your smartphone, your laptop, your iPad, your desktop, your TV, your e-reader. Any other technology? I all feel like i all of the things. That's what they're in. The, they're in there, um, and they actually play a role at um, keeping your brain awake and actually like revitalizing it and keeping it energized and like going which is why we get stuck in that what i call infinite scroll a lot of times Mm -hmm. especially if you're like all right i'm in bed let me just look through instagram or look through tiktok real quick (laughs) and hours go by and you're still scrolling it's because your brain has gotten into this little warp of like scroll, scroll. scroll." scrolls because your brain's awake it's looking at all this blue light stuff um and so I always recommend and talk to students about, like, all right, how can we limit the blue light and just light in general coming directly into our eyes, especially right before bedtime? Mm-hmm. So ideally, in a perfect world, uh, you know, we would be able to put away all electronics about 30 minutes before bedtime. Not possible. Mm-hmm. Not not even for me, I feel mm-hmm. like. I, I try it, and I never quite get the full 30 mm-hmm. minutes. But that's what's recommended. So if you're able to... Try to unplug from everything about 30 minutes before bed. Read a real book or read a biology textbook (laughs) if you want to go to bed. Um, Doing things without light coming directly into your eyes is really, really helpful. But what you can do if you're like, nope. Not going to happen, Taylor. Stop talking about it. I'm yeah. not going to give it up because A, I can't or B, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. There are ways that we can minimize it. So a lot of phones nowadays have like the blue light filters that you can download or they're built directly into the hardware of your phones. Like I know iPhones have it where you can turn it on and it turns your phone to almost like a sepia color mm-hmm. and it's really limiting the amount of blue light that you're actually intaking. And so your brain is less likely to get, you know, sucked into that vortex because there's no blue light to it. That's helpful. Um, if you can at least, you know, do that thirty minutes before bed, or like limiting your electronic devices to maybe just one device, so you don't have the TV on, your laptop on, and your phone on. Mm-hmm. Thirty minutes before bed, you're like pick one, mm-hmm. one or the other. Like it's gonna be your phone, great. And that way, you're only getting like one, one like blue light coming into your eyes all the time, rather than like three or four of them. And then just do what you can to. Put your phone down or any other electronic device and then try to go to sleep. Like, I like to avoid getting on social media when I'm in bed because I'm just in there forever. So for me, I know I'm not going to not be on my phone, but what I like to do is before I get under the covers, I make sure I checked all of my social media channels, done everything I want to do on my phone, and then I get under the covers and like I will turn on the TV maybe and watch a couple episodes of Netflix or Hulu before I go to bed and be like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm done, my phone's already charging Mm -hmm. away from me, we're good, I've limited it as much as I can.
0: Yeah, something that I have been doing recently is putting my phone away and setting my alarm and then doing my nighttime routine
1: Right before Ooh, I go to bed. So I have that
0: time. And it's very therapeutic to have, like, to wash your face and brush your teeth mm-hmm. and do everything to, like, kind of cleanse yourself of your day, too. Yeah. Right before you just get into bed. And I try not to look at my phone in between that lap, that that's walk great. from the bathroom to the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> but that's um, awesome because you're yeah. also
1: training your brain, as in, like, that's your nighttime routine. So mm-hmm. just like how when I talk about, you know, training your brain, that bed means sleep. You're now training your brain, like, when I wash my face, brush my teeth, floss, do all of these, this nighttime ritual, oh, it's bedtime, it's yeah. relaxing, I'm yeah. not looking at my phone. It's like, okay, you're signaling to your brain and your body that, all right, it's bedtime, and that's that's rat. Good yeah. for you.
0: Thanks. <laughs> I'm trying. Um, and then can we talk about eating and drinking before bed? Because definitely, like, I... I, if I eat earlier in the night and then I'm about to go to bed I feel hungry, I feel guilty if I'm, I'm about to go eat something. <laughs> so when is kind of the recommended like amount of time before bed that you're supposed to stop eating and drinking anything?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And honestly, uh, it varies. It really mm-hmm. just depends on A, the person, and B, what you're eating. So again, you have to listen to your body. Um, and if you start to eat late night and you try to go to bed and you're – body's like, nope, I'm digesting. I'm working hard. You're going to be awake now. And then maybe you don't eat right before bed. Right. Mm -hmm. But some people can eat whatever they want and then immediately pass out and they still feel like they're getting good quality sleep and I'm not jealous at all. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Um, but it boils down to A, being able to listen to your body And also what you're eating. So certain foods are more likely to actually stimulate your body and your brain. Um, Those are the types of food that you really kind of want to avoid. Obviously, caffeine is a big one that's like definitely a stimulant where it's like, go, go, go why so people don't like to have, like, real coffee or an energy drink mm-hmm. right before bedtime because then they're just going to be awake. Mm-hmm. So it's knowing what foods that are going to cause your body to be energized versus what are going to cause your body to be sleepy. A lot of, like, sleepy time teas and things like that are great to drink before bed um, because it's going to actually help lull your body to sleep and kind of get it ready to go to sleep Um there's a lot of research out there on the specifics of, like, what foods do what. And I yeah. do not know them all off the top of my head. So I would just encourage you, if you're interested in, like, you know, what you're eating or drinking before bed, is it really impacting it? Google it. Just do a yeah. quick search, like, you know, what do almonds do before you go to bed? Or, mm-hmm. like, do almonds energize or make you sleepy? It'll tell you. And then that way you're like, Ugh, maybe my handful of almonds every night before mm-hmm. bed isn't a great idea. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it is a good idea. And then that can help kind of guide you. So if you do find yourself, like, so hungry before you go to bed and you want to eat something but you don't know what, do a quick search and that can help tell you what you can eat that's going to help make you fall asleep and get you some good quality sleep.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I've I've also seen research that um, eating foods that are really high in calories right before bed um, can contribute to obesity and worsening mm-hmm. health problems. So that's something maybe to avoid yeah, as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And then um, let's talk a little bit about stress and mindfulness, because it definitely plays into quality of sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: How many times, again, (laughs) I say this all the time, but like you go to sleep and you're tired, but is your mind tired? Yeah. Your mind a lot of times just keeps going and Mm -hmm. keeps going. And though that's me, especially like right before a big event that we're doing or anything big that's happening, my mind is like, what about this? What about yeah. this? What about this? My mind will not turn off. And I'm constantly either stressed or nervous or anxious around something. And so my mind is working overtime. If I have had an argument with like my partner or a friend or something and I try to go to sleep like right afterwards, it's not gonna happen because yeah. my mind is just so ramped up and anxious and thinking about it. Yeah, I'm not gonna get any sleep whatsoever. Uh, so it really they they play together so closely where if you're stressed if you're anxious if you're nervous the chances of you being able to go to sleep and fall asleep and stay asleep are a lot more limited Mm -hmm. Um, but there are things that you know you can do to help prevent that from happening one of the great things that I like to do and I always recommend is having like a sleep time journal Mm -hmm. and so like right before you go to bed just write down everything and anything that's going on in your mind and it doesn't have to make sense you're not like writing a novel or a paragraph or like structured sentences you're not going to get great on it just like literally jot it down like if it comes across your mind write for like Mm -hmm. five minutes straight so when i've done this it's literally it sounds like gobbledygook it's just like (laughs) today was hard because of blah 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 you know my gosh my dogs are annoying me they won't stop licking my ankle oh it's so hot in here and it's like none of it makes sense but it's like Getting it out of mind. So it's almost like that out of mind or out of thought. What is that saying?
0: Out of sight. Out of sight, out, out of mind. mind. But yeah. out of mind, out of body. Maybe? Sure, <laughs> let's go with that.
1: Ooh, it made more sense in my mind. But like, it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, it's in your mind, you write it down, it's less likely to stay in your mind and bother you because you've written it down and you kind of have dealt with it. Yeah. Uh, So that's a great way to do it. If you're worried about what's coming up the next day, you know, making your to-do list for the next day, the night before, for some people is really helpful because like, all right, I've laid it all down. I've got my action plan. I can go to sleep a little bit better now because I know what I'm doing. Yeah. But on the flip side, for some people, that's going to cause even more stress because like, oh my God, I've got so much to do tomorrow. And if you're that person to don't do it the night before, like either do it like the day of earlier on in the day or the first thing you do when you wake up like it's again all about finding what works for you and that's the hard thing about talking about sleep so much is that like there's not one answer fixes everything or one yeah. cure-all it's like really dependent on you and what's causing you to stay awake and or what's hindering your sleeping ability um it's a lot of trial and error
0: yeah definitely and i've i've used that as well of like constantly thinking about what I have to do for the next day and what I didn't get done today and that kind of thing. And so just writing on a post-it and even putting it in another room Mm -hmm. can sometimes remove it from being in your area and like messing with your, your bubble,
1: your, your sleep aura. Yeah, totally. And one other thing that you can do that I like to do that's like in a similar vein. So once I've done, I've done it all, I've written it all out. Maybe I've taken it to another room. uh, I like to then just like, Think about what I'm gonna wear the next day because if I find myself like I've given myself a task while I'm trying to fall asleep, yeah. rather than like counting sheep or counting stars I or get doing bored things, that. it's just like yeah. I just know. <laughs> I really start to think about like, what do I want to wear tomorrow, and I go through my whole closet and like what kind of vibe and outfit I want to create. Nine times out of ten, I find myself I'm asleep and I haven't come up with the outfit yet, <laughs> and I wake up I'm like, dang it, I don't know what I'm gonna wear. I fell asleep too quick, and so like. I've kind of trained my brain to know that, all right, when I start thinking about this, go to bed. And it's giving myself something short-sighted task that I can think about rather than thinking about all of the other things that are causing me stress or anxiety. It's just like, a, what are you going to wear tomorrow, Taylor?
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I also do that. Yes. I'm like, what vibe will I have tomorrow? You can't see, but we both
1: look so good today. We always why.
0: look good, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, these are all super helpful and definitely like – try these. And if you've tried them all before and and they didn't work, keep doing research and keep going and seeing what works for you and tweaking things here and there as you go along and realizing that like one solution might not be the solution forever and being able Mm -hmm. to adapt and let it evolve. All right. So can you tell me what Shaq is doing around sleep?
1: Yeah. So Shaq is doing uh, something new these last two years where it's called Topic of the Year. And for the Topic of the Year, it's something that we've chosen to focus on for our staff members, our student employees, Uh, around some specific topic that we think is relatable to all of our different departments. And the last two years, we've been working around sleep. And so we've done a lot of education around the sleep topic of how it affects staff members, how it affects students that we work with, and also how it affects the students that we serve. So the first year that we were working with this topic, it was all about the education. Staff members and student employees were taught around sleep hygiene, the importance of it, how it affects our body, and all of those kind of things. And then... We even had you all, our Wellness and Health Action team, go into each department and actually give our sleep hygiene workshop to all of the staff members so they're aware of like what type of educational information we're giving out to students on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And then this last year, what we've been working on is like how can we as a department and as Shaq as a whole unit be educating the students that we serve around sleep. So each department is looking at it in ways that make sense for them. So I know for like health promotion, we decided to put on a big event called Snooze Fest, uh, which was in the f- end of fall term uh, during finals week or the week before finals week, 10 of the term, where we created a safe space for students to come in and actually nap on campus you know, during the day. And so that way they can come in, get some sleep and feel safe while doing it and then go out and continue to take and study for exams and all that jazz. Uh, departments like health services have create, created a, you know, part of their intake form. They've now added in, a, you know, a question around how are you sleeping? How is it, you know, how is it affecting you? And so we're gathering more information around our student body to see how are you feeling when it comes to sleep. Is this an area that you want more information on? And uh, wanting to make sure that we're educating students that you know, if you are having sleep problems, we've got resources for you that can help.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. And can you talk more about some other resources on campus um, that can help you improve your sleep? Yeah.
1: So, when it comes to sleep resources, there isn't really a specific entity that's like, yes. We got you covered when it comes to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more so, again, I hate to say it, it's not like a broken record, but it's finding what works for you across yeah. campus. There are places, you know, that are housed within check that are helpful. So things like, you know, talking to a counselor, uh, group therapy, there's our acupuncture services. We've got a mind spa where you can go in and actually relax and kind of zone out. But we've also put a couch in there. So now you can totally mm-hmm. sleep which the couch is surprisingly comfortable. Um, And so like finding those areas where you can actually rest and relax and recharge are really, really helpful. And in order to actually get the benefits of like the rest and the relaxation, you don't really need to be asleep. Like, yes, that's when you get the deep charge and the, all of the deep benefits, but if it's in the middle of the day and you just need a place to like unwind and just like chill and not focus on anything, find one of those resource centers, you know, They have done a fantastic job at being able to create a space that's welcoming and, uh, you know, a great environment for people to come in and just breathe. So even if you just go sit on one of their couches, you don't have anything in your hands or in your lap and you just kind of sit. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have your eyes open. Maybe you have your eyes closed. Those are super helpful areas just to really utilize and just like zone out for a designated amount of time to let your body just like catch its breath. Um, And that's really, really helpful for those moments where it's like you don't have time to get in a deep sleep or Mm. you don't have the ability to get a deep sleep in. You can at least kind of just give yourself a quick little recharge. Um, And another great resource is Campus Rec. Uh, Getting that physical activity in during the day is going to be super helpful for you getting sleep at night Um, between their exercise classes, their actual, you know, Facility that they've got, but they've also got things like yoga classes and you know mindfulness practices that you can do there as well, which help get you in the right headspace to kind of clear your mind of clutter and help yourself kind of prep for either going to bed or knowing how you're going to handle going to sleep later on.
0: Awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: Oh goodness, <laughs> go to sleep right now. No, uh
0: wherever you are, middle of th- the street. Close go your eyes.
1: <laughs> no, uh, my my. Biggest takeaway that I, I want students to know when they are thinking about sleep is please just prioritize it yeah. and actually making sure that you're getting enough sleep to where you do feel well rested and you know not fatigued and you can go through the entire day without being like yawning all the time and being so tired. Uh, because you're gonna see a plethora of benefits if you're able to start prioritizing it and so. My advice is just to really think about how much sleep you're getting and what the quality of it is and how can you improve on it. And when in doubt, find the Wellness and Health Action Team when they're out in their hut or giving a workshop and talk to them about it. Like They know a lot of the stuff that we've talked about. And if you're struggling in finding a sleeping method or technique that helps you either de-stress before you go to sleep or help you stay asleep, they're more than happy to help brainstorm new ideas with you and help be creative and figuring out what can you do specifically to help improve your sleep quality.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think like a side effect that people might not be expecting when they prioritize their sleep and when they are getting that good sleep is that you kind of have a sense of control over your life and you feel like you have more of like a control over what's happening and your health and you feel like you're making steps towards improving your health and your relationships and your life and everything. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Yeah. I yeah. kind of
1: said it better myself.
0: <laughs> um, all right. Well, thanks for coming, Taylor. It's been really nice chatting with you today. Thanks for
1: having me. It's been great.
0: Awesome. Every week, we will be taking your questions about our topic at The Hut or on our Instagram. Here are some of the questions that PSU students asked about sleep. So one of the funniest ones we got was, how do I sleep? I normally just lay down until like I pass out at some ungodly hour. It's,
1: just, <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Yes. <laughs> There's so many people who are, who are like this who are like, I don't technically know how to sleep. I just do it. Right. Um, and that's the thing though. It's inherently, we all know how to sleep and we're already probably doing things that are helping us sleep. Um, but to actually quote unquote sleep, it's really all about like prep work. Right. So it's like, what are you doing? What's your nighttime routine? Are you getting off your phone? Are you getting inside of your bed, journaling it all right beforehand? Um, doing whatever it is that you can to just get ready so that way when you do lay down in bed you hit your head hits the pillow and then it's like lights out and then you're asleep Mm -hmm. Uh, there's no like thing you do specifically though that's like all right and asleep
0: yeah it's not a button you click But then like we talked about in the episode, sometimes when you have routines that make your brain trained to say, okay, it's getting ready for sleepy time and I'm getting tired and drowsy, those can be things that can train you to help sleep, but it's never going to be as easy as like, oh, snap, you can just go to sleep, you know?
1: Yeah. And there are those people who are able to like, once their head hits the pillow, just fall asleep. And I'm insanely jealous of them. <laughs> For me, it does always still take a little while. And that's normal. It's not yeah. it's not to be expected that you're. it's an instantaneous thing, right? So just because you are lying down, you did your routine, you're not quite falling asleep yet. That's normal. That's to be expected. If you're still awake after about 20 minutes, though so that's when we like to recommend to get up, go read that boring biology book again, and then come back and try again. So that way, again... You're training your brain so that way it knows, "Mm, bedtime now.
0: Yeah. And so a question that kind of pairs with this is how to get deeper sleep. And for me, I think this goes a lot with your environment around your bed and how you're sleeping to help you stay asleep. So we talked a little bit about light. We talked about noise. One of the other questions is how do I tell my neighbor to be quiet at night? So um, you know, having res- respectful conversations with your neighbors or your roommates even if they're being too noisy and even wearing earplugs if you feel like that's necessary.
1: Yeah, it's all about making your environment as conducive for you personally to get best sleep. So if your neighbors are extra loud or your roommate's extra loud, you have a conversation with them and hey, I go to bed around 10 o'clock. Can you you know, try to keep it down not blast your music, not play movies too loud or whatever? In an ideal world, they'll listen to you and they'll stop and it'll be easier for you to fall asleep. That's not always the case, Mm -hmm. especially with some of the roommates I've had. Mm -hmm. Um, But what you can do, there are other things. So like if they're not willing to budge or it's just not working well, you can always stop by and get some earplugs. You can try like a white noise machine or leaving your TV on is something that you can fall asleep to, but setting a timer to it. So after like an hour... It turns itself off so that way when you're asleep, you're not likely to wake up from your own music now or your own Mm -hmm. TV shows. Um, So, there are some of those things that you can do to help offset it. uh, But it's all about, you know, at least trying to have that conversation at first to try to get your neighbor, your roommate, or whoever to like be respectful of your space.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it's sometimes easier said than done, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) practice will hopefully help with that. Um, And then the last question we want to touch on is. Does doing homework in your bed affect your sleep? And yes, it does. We we talked about it a lot in the episode. But just to reiterate the fact that keeping your bed as an environment for just sleep or other bed activities um, can be helpful for training your brain to help you associate that with just sleep and not like brain activity that's happening while you're doing homework Mm -hmm. or studying or like talking on the phone or scrolling through Instagram. And hopefully you can just focus on sleep at that time.
1: Yeah, and I know that's really hard, especially if you're living in a residence hall. Oh, yeah. I know for at least yeah. during my time in undergrad, that's I lived in my bed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about making that cognizant and conscious effort to try to get out of your bed if you're not just sleeping. Um, so if you want to do your homework and you want a comfortable space, maybe get on a couch or make a comfortable space on the floor. Do something that you can do so that way you're off of the bed because homework is a really stimulating activity. If you're mm-hmm. in bed and the last thing you did was homework, your brain's super alert, super awake gets focused, um, not ready for bed whatsoever. So trying to get out of bed to do anything like that is really, really crucial. Um, But again, though, easier said than done sometimes. Yeah.
0: And also on another note, you're probably not doing your best with your homework or studying if you're in bed because you might be having those feelings of being tired or drowsy or even if you're trying to lay down and do homework, mm. that was me freshman Dangerous. year. I was like, Oh, I'll just lay down and do it, fall asleep instantly. <laughs> um, so that's something to keep in mind as well. Um, on the other half of the sleep thing. Yeah. That's all the questions that we have for sleep. Um, and next week's episode is going to be on shack one Oh one. So if you have questions about shack, please let us know. Um, And you can find us on our Instagram or through our what at pdx.edu email or find us at The Hut. Thanks.
1: We'll catch you next week on Wednesday with our next episode. For winter 2020, The Hut will be out on campus on Wednesdays from 11 to 1 and Thursdays from 10 to 12. Follow us on Instagram at PSU underscore what to find out where we'll be and and to get more wellness content from us. The link to the Instagram and our website is in the description of this episode. Thank you all for listening and take care of yourself today.